0: Hey everyone thanks so much for joining me on the slice of healthcare podcast i'm your host jared taylor joining me today is trey laird the co-founder and ceo at the lighthouse how are you today
1: hey good morning jared i'm well thanks for asking
0: excited to chat with you here today let's dive right in tell the audience a little about you
1: sure thanks so uh i'm the ceo and the founder of the lighthouse which is recovery support services in new canaan connecticut um, this is a second career for me I spent 23 years uh, in finance on Wall Street trading equities um, halfway through that uh, career I developed an opiate use disorder sought treatment and um, everything kind of started to change at that point i uh, when I was in treatment my family I had a wife and two kids at that time and they asked me to take some extra time after 28 days uh, they weren't ready for me to be Back in the house, they had also um, you know, had a traumatic experience living with me, and, um, and I wasn't sure that I wanted to be at home either. Uh, unfortunately, my my counselors at my treatment center uh, suggested that I go to sober living, which I had never heard of before, um, but that they couldn't give me any good recommendations for sober living in my area. And so they suggested that I go to Florida or California for sort of the next leg of my recovery. Again, I was 38 years old at this time, um, you know, working in New York City uh, on a trading desk and, and had two kids. And the idea of going to Florida or California for uh, a 90-day period didn't make any sense to me. So I didn't do that. Um, and while we didn't start the lighthouse for another eight years, that problem never really went away. Um, while there was some okay sober living in, in Florida and um, in California, you know, basically where the most of the treatment centers are or were, um, there wasn't any good aftercare. And what I had seen in my first eight years of recovery was a lot of people that had gone to 30 days of treatment and then really struggled again once they stopped treatment. There was never any good continuing care. There was never any good follow through. All of the aftercare was left to, hey, you should go to Alcoholics Anonymous and meet a lot of other people in recovery. And if you stick around them, you'll do great. But there was no accountability. There was no um, management of that process, and most people sl- uh, um, you know slipped through the cracks. so uh, I loved uh, being in recovery, and I loved um, you know the life that I had that I had created, um, and I saw an opportunity and I thought about it uh, to help other guys um, and originally when we opened in 2016, it was just a men's house, you know, in Darien, Connecticut, an hour outside the city. And the idea was that guys would come uh, live at the lighthouse after 30 days of treatment as they, as they got their sort of their sea legs underneath them uh, post treatment, because, because what we had learned is that being, you know, getting sober and and getting help in an inpatient setting is not real life. And um, until you have the opportunity to, you know, walk by that bar or go by past that, uh, that, you know, go to your golf club or, or take a business trip, um, without drinking or using other substances like you used to, you really don't know how that treatment has uh, worked on you. And so guys came to live at the lighthouse. Uh, it was just a big house, uh, with, um, comfortable, great food, fellowship, um, camaraderie brotherhood. And, um, and guys really loved it. Uh, it was, um, and still is a place to get comfortable in, in your new skin, if you will, and um, get used to doing all those things in your life that you love to do, uh, without uh, a drink or any substances. So, so far it's been a, uh, it's been a great run and, uh, and we're happy to keep it going. And
0: obviously this is, this is personal, but what, what excites you most about what you're working on each day?
1: What excites me the most about what we're doing is that we're creating this new standard of care for uh, addiction, certainly, and, and arguably also for all, all mental health, about how you should go, how one person should go about um, their recovery. I, again, you know, as I, I didn't know much about the system as a whole, as I entered this venture, all I knew was that for me, there was something sorely missing. And what I found is that that was the case for everybody. Um, you know, as good as your treatment may be for 28 days or even 60 or 90 days, um, you know, what they told me when I got to treatment was that I had a chronic disease, that there was no cure. I was going to have this forever. And that, uh, the, the, um, the best chance for, um, you know, keeping this disease at bay was to, um, work on it daily and to take uh, steps and actions on a daily basis to make sure that that I didn't have a recurrence having said that there was no good systems set up and so we've created the system for uh, recovery support Um, specifically uh, the connection that our clients feel when they're in residence as well as working with their recovery coaches and and we'll go into more uh, on that you know, but the recovery coaching field is in the first inning here um and, and I believe that if you fast forward five years, recovery coaches will be the point person for most people who are um you know in early recovery from a substance use disorder
0: and and these sober living recovery coaches have a pretty big challenge though right making making sober life fun. How are they going about that uh, in this program?
1: Yeah. So, so just, if you allow me to back up for one second, the idea of a recovery coach is somebody with their own lived experience uh, with their own um, substance use disorder and everything that goes with that um, and the um, ability for them to bring that to the relationship with somebody that's about to enter this, this new uh, recovery life Um, as opposed to it being a, clinical relationship with a doctor or a therapist where it's, you know, not even the recovery coach relationship with the client is, is, um, is very eye to eye. And, um, and what our coaches do is uh, they ask two simple questions of our clients. One is a, what does recovery look like for you? Meaning, you know, what do you, what are your recovery goals in the next 90 days, 180 days, 365 days? And the second question is just, how can I help you achieve your recovery goals? And what the recovery coach brings is a host of, uh, of resources, of institutional knowledge that comes not from a book or from taking classes, but from their own lived experience. Um, and, and what they, you know, intuitively know how to do is to get from having seven days of sobriety or 14 days to, uh, you know, months and years, and so what we try and do, and I think is important, and not and not everybody does it this way, is that we really try and match up our client with the best coach for them. And so what that means is that if I have a you know 64 year old uh, you know financial services executive who's um, you know coming into my program, I'm going to match him up with another coach who is similar age, uh, similar um, you know career similar uh life situations married grown children and all of those uh things that that the client will be able to identify with not just the substance abuse or the alcohol abuse um and what we find is that our clients love love connecting with our coaches because of all of the resources that the coaches bring. So the coach might say, Hey, do you want to go to try out some AA meetings? Is that for you? This is why it worked for me or didn't work for me. Um, do you want to, you know, get outside and, and, you know, go hiking or, you know, what do you really love to do? Cause whatever you love to do, we want to do more of it. And, um, and we can call it having fun. We can call it bringing you joy. We can call it lifting you up. We can call it, adding to your recovery capital account, whatever it is, um, we know that uh, the client knows what's going to work for them. And we just have to draw, you know, coaches are great at drawing it out.
0: And, and Trey, talk me through a little bit. Uh, you have this sober link uniqueness right, of the Lighthouse, uh, this, this use of technology. Talk me through uh, that a little bit more, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. So... We use a couple pieces of technology at the Lighthouse. One is a Soberlink, which is a uh, portable breathalyzer. We also um, work with a very cool newer company called Accountable. And what Accountable does is they also have their own um, alcohol monitoring device, as well as um, drug testing, remote and virtual. Um, So that's important too. Um, The accountability piece is important because as much as somebody in early recovery wants to um, not pick up a drink or a drug, uh, a lot of times as they're living their life, the opportunity uh, is there. And, uh, you know, you might be walking through an airport. It might be the first time you're walking through an airport in 30 years that you're not stopping at a bar before you get on the plane. And what, the technology does, since we have our clients doing breath tests, you know, every three or four hours is you quickly say to yourself in your head, well, shoot, if I stop and have a drink, I'm not going to blow, or I'm going to blow a positive on the next sober link. And then my coach will know. And then my, you know, the other uh, team, my team at the lighthouse will be aware. And I don't want to, um, you know, there, there's no way to get it, to get away with it without it being a secret. Right. So that's important. We've had clients tell us that literally the only thing that's kept them from a drink is that exact thought process where they say, well, shoot, if I have a drink, it's not going to be a secret anymore. Um, The other technology that we're um, using at the Lighthouse are these wearables, right? So I'm wearing a a Whoop and um, we're we're working with a new company called Preta, which is more specifically for uh, uh, behavioral health and, and, uh, addiction. Um, they use a Fitbit and or an Apple watch interface and what these are showing us is really like getting a lot more granular data on our sleep, on our recovery, on our, um, activity. And what we can show the client is over a period of time, they feel a lot better by hitting, you know, certain recovery marks or sleep marks or, uh, physical fitness marks. Um, and so they can make that connection for themselves between, oh, wow. So if I sleep better, I'm going to feel better. Um, and that's going to be a positive for my recovery. Whereas if I, you know, go to, if I stay up till two o'clock watching Netflix, that's, you know, I'm going to feel bad the next day, which you intuitively know, but it's different when you see the number on the screen in front of you, at least that's what our clients say. So I, I think um, those two pieces of technology, again, the the alcohol and drug monitoring has been part of our Program since day one, the wearables were just kind of testing and and in, in beta use right now, but I do think they will be a big part going forward.
0: And and what's next uh, for for the lighthouse?
1: I believe the lighthouse has a lot of applicability, uh, both geographically. Um, you know, we're looking at other areas, primarily, um, you know, in the northeast or um, uh, far west market. Um, what we know is that. We don't really have any competition for our clients and our demographic again is going to be you know 40 to 60 years old middle of a career middle of a marriage a lot to lose if i don't get this right um, and uh um and, and also in you know the ability and the opportunity to stay engaged in my life professionally and to see my family most of the you know side note most of the programs for young adults and adolescents are set up where They don't have, they haven't gotten to a point in their life or their career where there's a lot at stake. They need a lot more life skills and guidance on launching a career, whereas most of the clients at the Lighthouse are in the middle of a career or even at the end of a career or retired. So we think there's applicability in other geographies. And we also think we can keep growing our program here uh, locally in New Canaan, Connecticut. Um, You know, I'm really proud of the local recovery scene here um there is actually no better place uh to uh, be in recovery uh than, than right here all of the resources that exist from you know from 12 step meetings to yoga studios to um other you know lots and lots of other people that are uh, walking the same path it makes people feel comfortable the thing i'm most proud of in the last 12 months is that we've had you know over 15 clients that have lived in the lighthouse that came from other parts of the country have relocated permanently here to Fairfield County. And I think that that's a hallmark, not just of the lighthouse, but of the broader local recovery community here in New Canaan. So, um, a lot of opportunities, uh, we'll be careful about where we go, but, um, we do believe that, uh, um, between coaching and community connection that, um, people are in good hands in their early recovery with us.
0: Well, Trey, I look forward to staying in touch and, and, continuing to see the light host grow wishing you the best of luck and uh keep, keep doing big things
1: thank you jared pleasure to be here